0: Well, hey there, listeners. It is time for a new episode. Um, I am your host, Wendy Snyder, positive parenting educator and family life coach. And on today's episode, we have Chaz Lewis, who is just an incredible educator, you guys. Chaz is really well known for his work over on Instagram. He's well known for a lot, but he has built A very, very special uh, Instagram community where he does so much education that is fun and creative and powerful and encouraging and also challenging. What he does, um, he shares a ton of videos and kind of educational short clips on Instagram that really make you stop and think. They challenge your thinking sometimes, and they really encourage you to step back and to learn and to grow, and his energy is just just infectious. He's just got this smile and this personality that I know that you are just going to fall in love with too. So I'm just going to take, take a few minutes here to tell you about Chaz and then tell you about this conversation and why it's so special to me. So Chaz's mission in life is to enjoy the process of becoming his best version of himself and help others do the same. He envisions a world where adults truly see, guide and trust children. He goes by Mr. Chaz and he even has a song to prove it. He is an educational specialist who teaches teachers to teach. And remember, guys, we as parents, we are all teachers, but he teaches teachers to teach in a chain of child development centers. He closely works with eight different schools, hundreds of teachers and thousands of children. He has trained thousands of teachers in person and virtually. He has been featured on Good Morning America, and he earned his master's in executive leadership at American University. He has over 250,000 followers on TikTok. He's over there as Mr. Chaz, Mr. Chaz, and 150,000 on Instagram. And he's known there as Mr. Chaz. He is in the process of writing a book, which I will be the first one to order. He has his own podcast called Mr. Chaz's Leadership Parenting and Teaching Podcast, talking about how, as parents, the goal is not fine when we are raising. children. Now, you hear this saying a lot. You'll hear us talk all about it. Terry's on the episode today, too, and it was so fun to have him be part of this conversation. But this is a term that gets thrown out a lot in society, specifically when those of us who are adults often are talking about how we were raised. Well, we grew up where we were hit, and we're fine. We grew up in a home where X, Y, and Z happened, and look at us. We're fine. But really, guys, the goal is not fine. So the goal is actually to teach our kids important life lessons. And really the reason why I invited Chads to be on the show to talk about this today is because I see this in a lot of the students that I work with. So a lot of the parents I work with who show up with such a huge open heart to learn and grow and to break painful generational cycles and do things differently with their kids. They often... Will work really hard to learn a new way, and then when they are up against an edge, or when they feel like you know that fight, flight, or fright, f- fight, flight, or freeze part of their brain is just engaged, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, fire's coming out of my head! I don't know what to do right now. I don't remember exactly what Wendy taught me." A lot of times, it's human nature to revert to what we know, right? So a lot of times they'll make it ninety percent of the time. And then the last 10 percent, they'll just revert to hitting or spanking or shaming or forcing or overpowering all the things. You know, I mean, in our community, we get really, really vulnerable and real and open and honest about the things that we'll do sometimes to make our children cooperate. There is no shame here at First Start Family. The only way you can learn and grow is when you show up to the table and say, hey, you raise your hand and say, hey, I keep doing this and I don't want to anymore. It doesn't feel right with my heart. But what happens is they'll learn a new way. And then right at the last minute, they'll kind of revert to the spanking or they'll revert to to some of the stuff that they used to do. And that voice comes into their head of like, well, I grew up like this, so my kids will be fine. Or I have to do this or else my kids will grow up to be entitled maniac and brats, right? I mean, come on. I can't be the only one who ever had these thoughts. So I what the conversation I'm having with Chaz, I want, I'm, I'm praying, and I know it will, will encourage us all to go the extra mile and get a hundred percent committed to giving up the externally controlled, overpowering, hurtful, painful ways of making our children comply because the goal is not fine. The goal is to teach our kids important life lessons, and Chaz and Terry and I are going to talk about three of the most important life skills we want to teach our kids. That happen when we teach them, when we use compassionate discipline, when we, you know, access our creativity and our patience and our com- our patience and our compassion skills to work with our children instead of making them comply. So, you'll hear it here. You'll hear me teaching on Instagram a lot this month about discipline. And I just thought this conversation was the perfect compliment to everything that i'm teaching right now in my bonfire private support community we are focusing on discipline this month on instagram i'm focusing on teaching on discipline i'm teaching a free workshop later this month on discipline so we are talking about discipline so i can't wait for you to listen to this episode you guys thank you for following along please go find mr Chaz. follow along with his work support his work Um, We are just so grateful for each and every one of you who listens to this show. If you are listening right now or during this episode and you're like, dang, I love it, please screenshot it on your phone and then share over on Instagram, making sure you tag me. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy and tag Chaz, he's at Mr. Chaz. So guys, without further ado, enjoy this episode. If you haven't yet, make sure you leave us a review over on iTunes. That is how we get seen in the iTunes world. And the more we are seen, The more families we can support all over the world with these episodes packed full of free curriculum, free encouragement, free inspiration, free motivation, and uh, your reviews. Every time you leave us a review, they help us grow this podcast. So, thank you guys so much for listening. Enjoy this episode. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show we're so happy you're here we're inspired by the ocean jesus and rock and roll and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness together we hope to inspire you to expand your heart learn new tools and strengthen your family enjoy the show well hey there families and welcome to a new episode of the fresh start family show i'm your host wendy snyder i'm here with terry today and we are thrilled thrilled to welcome Chaz lewis to the show welcome Chaz.
1: thanks for having me thanks for having me and i'm happy to be here um and yeah i'm happy to be here and talk about this topic and have this conversation because i haven't had a lot of opportunities to really dive deep into this um so this I'm, i'm excited for this
0: Yes, I am I am over here, just slightly freaking out because <laughs> I am so obsessed with your work. And I just honestly, like I want you to know, like listeners, Chaz is doing incredible work in the world. And when I get into like the presence of someone like that, it just feels like such an honor that you have taken time out of your day, Chaz, to be with us because I just I cherish your work and the way. You speak to and reach families is just like it blows my mind, and I'm just so thankful for what you're doing. So
2: yeah, thank you. you, you literally, you got you got a gift, and you're using it. So, yes. Yeah.
0: So what thank what we're going to talk about? You're welcome. What we're going to talk about today, listeners, is how the goal when we're raising small precious human souls is not freaking fine. <laughs> So the goal is not mine. Um, And Chaz is actually going to talk to us about the three most important life skills that we want to teach kids as we're raising these human little souls. And the reason why we landed on this today, when I reached out to Chaz, was I had Saw one of your videos one day, Chaz, and um, it just like stopped me to my core. All of your videos. I mean, every single one of your freaking videos is like magic, <laughs> magic, um, but this one video, this one day had stopped me because you had shared how, um, you know, you were encouraging parents to take a break from corporal punishment and hitting their kids and, um, or choosing a different way, right? Learning a different way and being able to influence their children with compassion or whatever. And you had someone comment that said, Hey, look, I've hit my kids, I hit my kids their whole life, and they grew up to be doctors and lawyers. And you did this beautiful video speaking to how, uh, you know, the goal is not actually to create doctors and lawyers. And you've actually done so many videos, including the one that was on Good Morning America, right? About what are you going to be when you grow up? Well, the goal is not to create, to raise kids, to grow up, to just have these successful careers. But the, the goal is to raise children who are emotionally well, who have great relationships, who have the ability to solve conflicts peacefully, who have the ability to um, just all the things we're gonna talk about today, how that was the goal. And in your normal like way, you do it with comedy and you bring in that particular video, which I'll make sure we we link into the show notes here, but you you, you know, you have such passion in this message that's so wise. And then at, at the end you joked. <laughs> I love this part well at least if they're doctors and lawyers they're gonna have plenty of money to pay for lifelong therapy right <laughs> and, and what i loved and what i loved also chas is afterwards i loved seeing your community which man your community i mean the way like you have curated a community that is so impressive Like you, you just, your people, they rally around you and and they have great conversations and it's open dialogue and it's not, it's beautiful. It's beautiful the way you curate uh, that community and those conversations. But there was a lot of people I saw chime in that was like, Hey, look, I'm going to raise my hand and say in by on the paper, I'm really successful in life. And I got some stuff. I got some stuff I'm working through that man, it's been, it's been a journey. So I want to hear about that. I want to hear about all those engagements you had. And as you were sharing them, I was like, man, that is really um, incredible knowledge for people to hear. Um, And I'm going to, I'm going to speak a little bit more to that in a second, but first Chaz, will you take the mic for a minute and just introduce yourself and tell us how you got here? I I read your bio in in the intro, but holy smokes, you've done a lot and um, helped thousands and thousands of parents and teachers and how do you do it all and how did you get here
1: (laughs) yeah oh man that's a that's a story in itself um I'll try to do the short version um so I started off myself as a Montessori teacher and when I first started I was didn't know a lot I had a three there's like a three-day practicum that you do when yeah, or at least in the company that I was at, there's a three-day practicum. One day is like HR stuff. Another day is just like a, really rules. And then the third day is you watch a few videos from like 1950, whatever. And it's, I remember it, was, it wasn't even DVD. It was VCRs that they were putting in. And then you go into the classroom and it is, You know, you're kind of expected to, you know, just, it's kind of like a sink or swim kind of thing. Um, And at at first, like in the first like moment, I felt like I was swimming because I was able to connect with the children. And then when conflict would arise, um, that's where I really felt like I was sinking. Um, And I really struggled a lot in the beginning. Um, Kind of fast forward, I, found mentors. I, you know, did, you know, daily reflection. I had leaders who really believed in me and sent me to trainings all the time. I learned and learned and grew and grew and grew and grew. Eventually became way more confident in, you know, working with children and understanding children became, had, and from going in that, that first day going in the room where it was 30 children. Um, And you imagine 30 children, like that's, You know, anyone who has one or even two children know, like, how emotional, how many emotions, you know, come out just from one or two children. Imagine 30 in a room with uh, not having a lot of skills and a lot of things to fight over. Um, That was really hard for me. And I just remember being really, 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 really stressed because I understood the gravity of what I was doing, but I didn't, of, of growing the next generation of humans, but I didn't know how to do that. And I didn't know if I was helping or harming. Sometimes I'd go into these situations and they'd maybe be bickering and i would try to help. And then they'd end up fighting. And I'm like, oh man, like, am I, man. I'm growing the next generation of humans, but am I doing it in the wrong direction? Like, like what am I missing here? So over time, um, yeah, I learned, I grew, I became more confident, became the, you know, lead to have my own classroom, my own little, you know, community of little humans. And it kind of became a joke of just like, oh, like, put the children who have a hard time in the other classrooms in Mr. Jess's classroom because <laughs> he'll know what to do. And quite honestly, at the time, I didn't really i didn't i definitely didn't always know what to do but every time i got a new child who did have these kind of individual differences that did struggle with these different things it was it was really an opportunity for me to learn and grow and arrive to the occasion and you know i really am thankful for those children um and because like without them i would not have grown as much as i did in the time that i did um teachers started to actually come to me and say, and ask like, Hey, like I need some help. Like I need help with this one thing. I would answer kind of casually answer the question. And, you know, I remember the first time when the light bulb went off, you know, the teacher came back and she was like, that changed my whole day and this child's whole day. Um, now I need more. Now I need help with this other thing. And that's when the, the lights went off for me of just, wow, I love that I can make an impact on, you know, my little community of humans, like, right, you know, 20 little humans. But if I can impact teachers, I can impact my impact can be exponential. So I became an educational yeah. specialist where my job was to teach teachers to teach and, you know, and do a million and one other things. Really a big part of my job was uh, if anyone's ever watched Scandal before, I used to say that I was like the Olivia Pope of classrooms because whenever there was like a problem, you know, I'd be the person who they would call in to try to, to fix whatever was going on, to assess the situation fairly quickly and, to help the teacher and the child be successful, the parent, the director, whoever is involved. Um, And so I've been doing that for a while. Pandemic happened. The teachers went home. The the teachers went home. The children went home. And the parents became the 24-7, everything for children. I saw how parents were really struggling during that time. And I wanted to contribute. I felt like I had a lot of... You know, insight to share with, with, in, that I learned in my journey, and in my struggle, um, and I wanted to, to, to share just kind of some insights. And my thought process was, if I can create these videos that are short. Um, enjoyable to consume, and at the end of them, you feel like your perspective has grown a little bit or you've learned a new tool or you've gotten something of value out of it at the end of that one-minute little video um, that I can make a pretty decent impact and really help a lot of people. And that just blew up and it grew on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook. It turned into like my own little podcast so I can have these bigger conversations, more than just the one-minute videos. I do the coaching now, too. Um, I'm working on a book to just put it it all in text and print. And and even some of the lessons and some of the stories of of people who, like you were mentioning, have shared on my Instagram, um, kind of their experiences will likely be included in that book as well. Um, So cool. Because I think it's just so powerful when people are, when you get to hear when you get to hear other people's experiences and how they feel a lot of times we feel alone and like it's just us or the people in our little physical community or our family community you know maybe we don't they don't have the a similar story we can't connect to as much, but in this world of seven, 8 billion people, there are other people. There are so many other people who are experiencing something similar and just hearing about it and just knowing that you're not alone is therapeutic in itself. Um, So that's a little bit about how I kind of got here and what I'm
2: doing. Yeah. Wow. What a cool combination or like chain of events that had to happen there. Just right though, because like, I think it's unique that you got to try this out in a classroom because, you know, most uh, most people are doing this within the four walls of their own home with their own kids. And then usually like, you know, whatever you do in your home, for whatever reason, it, there's a stigma or taboo around like telling your neighbor, Hey, I did this thing at home. You should do that with your kids too. <laughs> but you were able to do that with the teachers because like that stigma was like removed. You guys were just like, Hey, what's going on in your room? Whoa. Yeah. Let, let me try that. <laughs> what do you got? You know? Yeah. And so that's cool. You got to like, you got to to learn there. And then it sounds like between that and your natural gift and, and the, the delivery of it, you got to break down another wall of just like here, I'm just going to put this out in this public place in social media for people just to find it, to be changed by it, to laugh, to do all those things, you know, because normally this stuff, like I was saying, is like, you know, if people are just kind of like, I, don't tell me how to parent or I'm not going right. to don't don't do this. There's like, I don't know, people put up this guard and you've just taken down
1: the guard like it's yeah, it's right. Well, the great thing about social media is that, you know, I don't, you know, it, it goes to who it goes to and, you know, it can feel, you know, when you're getting, when your a video pops up on your feed, you know, it can feel less, you know, less like personal, like I'm like, I'm correcting you, but it, it's a right. safe environment. You can watch it in a safe environment and not feel judged Um, And just that trigger. And, you know, we have, and and parents especially have such a tendency to feel judgment around, you know, parenting and like what to do and what not to do. Um, And sometimes social media can, can kind of allow people to step into that of like the advice without having their guard up. Without feeling like, oh, so you're telling me that I'm not doing a good job because of maybe what did they see? How have they seen like my my, my parents? Like I haven't seen any of your parenting. (laughs) Don't know putting out information. (laughs) You could choose in in, you know a non as, as non judgmental as I can, and it's there for you to it's 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 there for you and a lot of people i think another beautiful part about social media and instagram people tell me like i only get on instagram you know some people say i only get on instagram to 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 follow people to learn about parenting stuff or to learn right. about x y z and it's beautiful that like you can go and curate your own you know list of teachers from all around the world from whatever topic that you want to learn about and learn about it in a, in a safe environment in your own way. And the algorithm, you have an algorithm there who's working very hard to feed you, content. sometimes a little too hard, yeah. to feed yeah. you content that is relevant to you. Um, and even, you know, yeah. you know, they will straight up listen to your conversations and say, hey, it seems like you're having a hard time with this, you know, yelling thing. And I heard you talking about you're struggling with it. I heard that conversation that you had. Here's a video that may be helpful in it. And, you know, for better or for worse, and you could, you know, uh, not really here to talk about that, but um, <laughs> a whole different podcast it episode. Is. But um, I think it's, it's, it's a powerful thing.
0: Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly, about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited It oh, is. Goodness. People hate on social and I'm like, man, I love it. Especially Instagram. I've successfully trained my Explorer, Explorer feed to only serve me funny animal videos. And it works. Like if you train <laughs> it, right? Is it not uh, it's 99%? It's, on, it's llamas. Yeah. It's black labs. It's it's hilarious. But yeah. that's the thing, right? Like you can train it and it will serve you what you are, are looking for. And <laughs> that's what brings me joy. You know, I obviously provide the content, but when I get on there, I'm looking for a lab. But oh my gosh, well, I am like literally, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you pack so much teaching information into these one minute videos. And you, it's just so good, listeners. I can't wait for if you don't follow Mr. Chaz yet to go find him. But that's incredible. Okay. So cool to hear about your journey, how you got here. Um, And also, before we get into our subject, dude, you just saw Good Morning America. That's crazy. Did um, they just DM you one day or were they just like,
1: hey, <laughs> uh, they just emailed me. Uh, nice. Actually, maybe they did DM me first and then they emailed me. I want to say it was like an email and it was it happened not in, in the way that I had imagined. I thought we were going to have a meeting like she emailed me and she was like, hey, like I, we were, we're going to do a segment. And, uh, when can you zoom? I'm like, Oh yeah, let's do this soon. So we can talk. I'm thinking like, yeah. Oh, we're going mean, to talk about like, we're going to what we're going to talk about on the show. Like we're going right. to, I wonder what they want to talk about. Like, is there a certain video? Oh, and so I'm kind of coming with curiosity, not really prepared. Just... <laughs> and, they're, then they're, and then they're like, Hey, uh, I'm going to push record now because we're going to do it right now. I'm like, Oh, Oh, now. <laughs> okay. I need I needed to take a moment to regulate my, my, myself, <laughs> breathe a little bit. and like, okay, I'm ready. Here we go. Let's do it. Um, that's kind of how Lying. it happened. But yeah, it was good stuff.
0: That's so cool. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Okay, cool. So let's talk about this subject matter for the day um, because I want to just um, encourage listeners as we go over these three most important things that we want to teach kids. I want to start off by saying this. Obviously, you hear us talking today about things like corporal punishment to hit or not to hit or to use fear and force in your home or not. And, um, you know, once if you don't already, once you follow Mr. Chaz, you're going to see that he really is serious when there is a no judgment uh, perspective and lens here, and so as we we talk about this, you know, this can be a triggering subject, you guys. And so, um, the language I always like to hear, I always like to use, is you know, we encourage you to take a break, and we're serious when we say there are reasons why. And um, you know, I couldn't think of a better person than to fill you guys with encouragement and confidence that taking a break uh, from corporal punishment or using fear and force in your home, so you can make room to bring in these other tools so you can really be able to teach your kids these important life skills that we're going to talk about is so important. But I do think that there's this rhetoric that gets like just spread like wildfire in our nation and probably the world. That's just like, you know, if you use fear and force with your kids, they'll grow up to be fine. You hear it all the time. Like, from people that are like, yeah, I love this idea that, you know, you you teach this different way, you teach not to hit kids, you teach how to use compassionate discipline, but I was it my whole life and I'm fine. I'm fine. And they'll, you know, and then they with with your video, they they go even further to say, um, or we will go even further to say, not only am I fine, but I actually grew up to be very successful. So that means it must be related to the fear and force that was used to influence me to do good things in life, to become a good human. And, you know, we're kind of here to say today, it's actually uh, the opposite is the truth. There's actually long, there is long-term consequences, right? And so let's talk about that. Will you share a little bit about that video? And you you started to talk a little bit about it earlier, but the responses you got to that, tell us, tell us about that. And, and um, just what that was like, because they were very moving responses.
1: Mm. Yeah. um, And I believe with this video, I made, I actually made the responses a highlight and I, and I believe it was called, it's called work cycle. And it's a lot, a lot of people. And so if you go to my Instagram, you can find that highlight um, and people kind of sharing what their experience is. And a lot of people said that, you know, like I, so, yeah, I had the parent that was, you know, super tricked. I got hit or shamed or all, all kinds of things. And now I have a hard time. Like I'm in this, you know, perfectionistic, you know, mindset and it's not healthy for me. Like I'm still trying to work through it or I have a hard time in relationships because like this is like, I just... Learn to kind of shut off all the emotions, all in pursuit of this goal and this achievement, and it's all these, all these different stories, and they're not all the same, too. It's it's you know some people were hit and some people were shamed, and I talk about like on the on the on the note of just on the note of judgment and the note of feeling judged, and you know it can be hard because you're because you you're not there yet or you're not yeah. you know you maybe you have hit in the past or maybe you have shamed or you're currently using shame or you're just recognizing they're like oh man like when i'm I call them a bad kid like i'm actually shaming them and that's not actually helpful too and you felt that you know i broke this and maybe you did break a cycle right like you broke a cycle of like i'm not going to hit my kids i'm not going to hit my kids and now but now you know maybe you you resort to shaming um yeah. and it's great that you broke a cycle but there is and there's opportunity to improve, to improve, improve, improve. And the more that you are able to grow in your mental and emotional skills and health, the more capacity you'll have to give, to teach your children these skills. And so I talk about it's not about being perfect, right? Like don't focus on being perfect or doing all this stuff perfectly. Like I say all the time, I think this might be like my tagline, like don't be a perfectionist, be an improvementist. The goal isn't to be perfect every day. The goal is to improve a little every day. And it can be little improvements too. Like it doesn't have to be this big grandiose like improvement from day to day, week to week, just very small improvements working towards the improvement. Is something to celebrate, um, and when we focus on being like uh, so much on us, just the, our mistakes and the fact that we're not perfect and we're not this perfect Instagram uh, mother or father that doesn't really exist, but we see on Instagram because they're just curating a moment, a snap, a picture, and you, you, that's what you you think that that it's real, it's a, that like that's real life, and that is, you know. That's representative of what their most of their days are like, and so you're you're looking at that, and you're shaming yourself because you're not that perfect person parent that doesn't exist, um, and that gets in the way of actually improving. So first off, we yeah. want to say that. Um, now, in terms of the things um, that we want to teach, right? We have a tendency to. A lot of times the goal, even when we get into, especially when children start getting into school, like the main parenting goal becomes just high grades, you know, straight A's or high grades so that they can get into the college so that they can get the job so that they can get the money and then they will be happy, right? And that is what equates to a happy, meaningful life, but we know that that is not true now yes you do need you know enough uh, you know r- enough resources to so that you're not you know, you're not in survival mode so that your needs are met. You do need enough resources that your needs are met, but that's not necessarily, there's so many things that you can do there that isn't the CEO or the lawyer or the doctor, but so much will just push children in that direction. And I I, like, especially, you know, in different cultures is understandable. Like it's a lot of times it comes from this, our own, survive our own upbringing and just where we felt like we had to survive. And so we are, you know, and it comes with all the best intentions. Like we want children, you know, maybe we didn't have enough money or resources and we really were struggling when we were growing up. And so now our main thing is like, you have to become a doctor and lawyer. And so you can get, so you can, so you can get the money and so that you don't, go through what i went through and so it makes sense to to how we get here um but we know that you know and ask the doctor or the lawyers or the ceos or the people the millionaires the billionaires that you know it's not the it's not the money that makes it you know the the life worth it ask the people on their on their deathbed right is it Is it about the money that they've been able to stack throughout their lives? No, which brings me to my first part. It's more about the the relationships that we have with people, right? A lot of times we will, in pursuit of the monetary goal or the achievement, we will harm our relationships. And then we achieve the thing and then we're lonely or we don't feel really fulfilled because we don't have those meaningful connections with people we've we've learned to ignore our emotions and and therefore ignore our connection with other people and so now it's you know now we have the thing but we're still not we're still not you know happy or fulfilled right and when you think about it relationships so you know number one goal to create build and maintain Meaningful, healthy relationships, right? That is a skill. That is something that's going to be important in every part of their life, right? And every job that they have, relationships are going to be a part of it to some extent. They're, you know, if they choose to have a partner, right? If they, you know, even if it not even before, not not even just marriage right just a relationship with two people even friendships right yeah learning to create and maintain and build these healthy relationships are essential for humans we are an interdependent species we depend on each other and that is just that's that is that's life. that's 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 true. like we depend on each other. Um, we can't live life by ourselves, right? We do depend on each other. So creating what and whether you are the CEO at the top of the company or you are the, you know, you are the middle manager somewhere in between or you're the intern building, creating, maintaining those relationships, are going to be important in there and also by the way and this isn't the point but by the way also for achievement too right right and so yes
0: exactly and so
1: you know that's not the point but if that is what you are you know that's that's a big focus all of yours and you know you can't let it go by the way creating building maintaining relationships <laughs> will help people achieve as well. It does. Exactly. Um, Have you ever
0: heard that Harvard study? I'm, I'm sure you have. I mean, there's so many studies that back up everything that you teach and I teach and all this stuff, but it's like that, that incredible, I think it's like a 70 year Harvard study where they studied what creates longevity in life. Like who lives the longest, who's the happiest. And it wasn't it wasn't all the things you think it would be. It was straight up the quality of relationships. That's it. And it's like, it's such a cool study because they studied, you know, every single type of person you could imagine, you know, um, and it was a long study. I think it's the longest study that's ever existed. And, and I think listeners, it's like every time you have the courage to do it different. And instead of reverting to the fear and force and shaming or whatever it is or hitting or whatever it is, you have the courage to lean in to what, you know, Mr. Chaz teaches and lean into connection and, and compassionate discipline and teaching these life skills. Like you are creating, building and maintaining healthy relationships because when we, when we do, you know, when we, when we do it the other way, it it's just really hard to create, a healthy relationship when that's in the picture, right? Like, it's just not the way humans were designed, right? Like to shame each other and hit each other.
1: Yeah. I mean, think about it and even think about it for yourself. Like how hard would it be for you to have a healthy relationship with anyone if they hit you with anyone, if they were, you know, shaming you and you felt judged by them, you know, like, you know, constantly judged by them. Like it will, it'll be hard to have a healthy relationship with anyone. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean,
2: you're absolutely right. And like, I mean, this parent child relationship is bound to be one of the toughest relationships that you'll, you'll ever uh, face. And I think that's where a lot of parents, they just end up, they think that they're at a dead end. And so that's what they need to resort to because that's all that's left or that's all that was modeled to them. So they're like, okay, cool. When I hit this dead end, this is just the default. This is where I go. What we're here to tell you through fresh start family through Mr. Chaz is like, there's a door right there. It's not a dead end. You can open it up and you can continue to learn, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you know, you're not a child anymore, but you can continue to advance your game, learn new tools stretch yourself um, because most of what's happening here is still a, um, a chance to have a better relationship. And, you know, that child's just trying to communicate to you and you are trying to communicate to them, but you have just now resorted to shame or through physical harm to try to get across your message,
0: which squashes the relationship,
2: which, which doesn't, yeah, which doesn't move the relationship forward. It basically just says, "This is all I got. This, this is, yeah. and, 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 bigger, and, yeah. and, and we're here to tell you, you've got more, you've got more."
0: Yeah, and one example because I know our listeners love like examples, but like when the note gets sent home because you know in my membership we have parents all the time that are like, "crap." damn it, I just got an email again. We got an email again, like just last week. Really? There's a little girl who I guess was like tripping another little girl and come to find out she was doing it on purpose. And she was like, I just don't like her. And the mom's like mortified, right? But oh. when you get the notes sent home- <laughs> That actually that... is
1: so perfect for number two. Go ahead, continue.
0: Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, but when you get that note sent home, right? The goal is not to make that student- be this successful student that never gets in trouble. The goal in that moment, one of the goals that is, is actually to deepen the relationship with this child and figure out what is the root cause of this, what's going on for her and to help her make amends and build a relationship because she could go on to become total homies with that little girl and be like, Hey, how you doing? I'm so-and-so I'm imperfect. I don't know why I did that last week but I learned about it. And now I'd like to do, you know, make amends or would you like to, whatever. There's all these ways that she could go on to become great friends with that little girl, but she's got to learn about herself. She's got to figure out what's the root cause of why she's doing that. And her parents get the opportunity to be there with her and deepen the relationship in that moment. Like that's the goal. And from that, like you said, Chaz, from that will come the, the performance <laughs> will come. The like she her she feeling capable enough to change her behavior or understand what's going on in her little heart and mind that caused her to do that. So, um, anyways, which
1: which is a great segue to number two of understanding your own, you know, understanding your own needs and learning how to meet them in a healthy way. That mm-hmm. is, you would say that skill number two, yeah. right? And this is important too, in all walks walks of life this is gonna in every relationship that you have with another person and any challenging situation that you step into and you know because so you just gave an example for the child. I see the same thing that what that child is doing. I just don't like her. That same thing adults end up doing too in the workplace because they haven't learned how to understand their own unmet needs and how to meet them in a healthy way. And so it might look like in as they you know get older, if we don't teach them the skill, then now they're in a workplace and there is a new, there's some they hire someone new who's maybe doing something similar than you, or or maybe they got a certain look and you feel for whatever reason, you feel intimidated and you feel insecure because within this other person's presence. Right. Maybe and maybe it's just because they came on and they're killing it. And you, you know, maybe you've been complacent. Maybe, maybe, you know, there's a lot of reasons, yes. but for whatever reason, you feel insecure around this other person. Now, the unhealthy way to try to meet that need um, of trying to feel secure and safe in your own position in the community and you know, and in the work place and to feel like you have value um, and worth, the unhealthy way to do that, like like the child did there and like adults who haven't learned the skill sometimes still do, they'll tear the other person down and they'll yep. say, you know, it'll be like, I don't like this person. Who does... Who, she thinks she is right. It'll be that kind of stuff. And then the passive aggressiveness and talking about, around that person or
0: not helping, or, not, yeah,
1: or or, or yes, yeah, even sabotaging a little bit. Um, because this person doesn't know how to meet their needs in a healthy way, as opposed to the person who does learn that skill when that person comes in and maybe they're killing it, and the person starts to feel a little insecure the person who has learned the skill can be like oh wow i'm i'm experiencing some insecurities here like there's something about this situation that is like I, that is triggering my insecurities here let me be curious and let me explore that and then i can work through that and identify ah yeah like it's because i've been complacent here i've been the only i feel like i'm the only you know black male who works here. And so this other black male came and I feel like now they're going to like, they've taken my token ability or they're the only, you know, they're, or they're the only woman or, you know, or it's a similar job, whatever it is. Right. I can unpack that and be like, ah, okay. Like that is about me. It's not about this person. So I don't have to take it out on this person. I can deal with my own stuff and maybe, there's even something I can learn from this person, right? Maybe yeah. like they are killing it. They do have some experience that they brought from another place that, and because I've been working here, and, and maybe I know the culture of this company and they know some other things. Maybe we can actually work together and collaborate and we can both grow together, right? And and uh, and then also kind of using that creating, building, and maintaining a healthy relationship skill there too, right? It's it's intertwined for sure. But but learning oh, to God. identify your own unmet needs and meet them in a healthy way. Number two.
0: Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, know if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Oh, so good, which is the exact basis of everything we teach here at Fresh Start Family. We teach unmet needs drives behaviors, like the need to feel powerful, the need to feel valuable, The need to feel unconditionally loved. the need to belong. Boom. Like everything can be. And so, yeah, in that situation, just again, to give it the personal example is like, you know, um, this family now has an opportunity to come and, and, you know, help this little girl understand like what a net meet could it be? Could it be power? Could it be the desire to feel powerful, the desire to feel valuable, the desire to belong, whatever it is, there's something underneath of there. And um, what a beautiful opportunity that they have when they choose to not revert to the, you know, the old school ways that just squash it. And it sure yeah. seems like it fixes it in the moment because they're scared of the punishment. They're scared of their iPad getting, they're taken away. They're scared of the physical pain or they're scared of the emotional pain. And long-term this life skill is being missed out on. So yeah. it's just beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful.
1: Yeah. Just it's because beautiful. you change the behavior doesn't mean you fix the problem. Right. There's lots of ways that we can get change of behavior, especially through coercion and force. Um, But that doesn't mean you actually fix the problem. Um, And that is, you know, I I could go into another, you know, example of (laughs) of where that's true. But, you know, just even thinking about like yourself and, you know, someone, if someone, here's here's an example kind of another work example i like i love to give work examples because it is a lot of times it's a place where we don't feel like we have the power in the situation or someone else has power kind of over us and so it can sometimes be easy to kind of empathize there um and so one example of where you can like let's say you're a boss like just you know you're the just like you're the you're or you're the leader, just like you're the leader in your household. And there are people who are upset. You want to stop the behavior of uh there are people who are upset. So the problem is the people are upset about unequal wages, right? Mm-hmm. And we're doing a similar job, but you're getting paid more than I'm getting paid, and I'm doing we're doing similar jobs, right? This is a problem. We as the people, as the workers, are voicing our opinion, if we don't think that this is fair. Now that leader can can they can't get a behavior change and like, oh man, everyone's voicing their opinion about like this unequal, unequal wages. Um, all right, new rule: no one can talk about how much money they make ever again. And if you do, you're fired. Yep. Yeah. All right, so you're probably going to get the behavior change and people may stop talking about how much they're making. So no one knows, but the problem still exists that people are getting paid not equal wages for the equal work, right? And so it's just an example of where you can change, you can do plenty of things to change a behavior, but you're not really fixing the problem. Um, And that can be sometimes confusing. Even leaders, a lot of times, and you may have experienced some of this, like they, leaders will sometimes think like, oh, like fix the problem. Like, yeah. And then, you know, but, and likely in reality, that is the, you know, other, other things, other behaviors are going to come up kind of as a result of it and now no one's talking about it no one's voicing their opinion but now people are maybe sabotaging like the work or they're just like or they're talking about outside like you you only really change your behavior in your environment and while you're still there um and so yeah
0: and the employee who has learned this stuff from early on would understand that when there's unequal wages going on that like kind of triggers us to be like, whoa, I don't feel like I'm valued. I'm not feeling powerful right now. I'm not feeling like I belong. And I know what to do with that. I know how to process those emotions. I know how to have a healthy conversation. I know how to creatively problem solve, which is our point number three.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think all, all of this (laughs) is laddering up to like, it's like, you know, we, we talk about, you know, parenting, but then it's so great that we get to have these conversations with people like you to where it's like, it's not just these things with the kids, like all of this applies to our adult lives and their future adult lives and who and how they're going to work with one another. And, you know, th- these decisions to kind of like squash these, um, these moments where you could communicate, um, it's really going in opposition to what point number three is, is really honing the skills of empathy, perspective taking and creative problem solving. So if you can see like jumping to like shame, fear, force, all these things, that, you know, you're you're basically saying this isn't okay for me. I've reached the limits of this is it. Instead of saying, "Hmm, I'd like to get on I'd like to turn this rock over, or find out what's going on there. Hear what my my child is thinking. Why would they have, you know, wanted to trip that person?" what's going on there and getting curious and empathizing. I think some parents, you know, the knee jerk reaction is just kind of like, I don't like the behavior. I want the behavior to stop like end of story. And they think that that's it. Um, Instead of leaning into this idea that it's like, Hmm, let me get curious about this for a second. I still don't have to agree with the behavior. I still, I still don't have to agree with any of that, but I can, in the spirit of, nurturing and creating a a real relationship with um your kid it's like lean into this idea that empathizing with them looking at all perspectives and then coming up with a creative way to problem solve you're not only helping yourself you're showing them that there's a way out of this it's not just like i do this i get shamed i get hit i'm supposed to stop i do this because eventually, some of the, the behavior they're going to do is like, well, if I just don't get caught, right? Then, then there's nothing. But talk, talk to us for a minute about just because you've really leaned into, and your skills are honed between empathy, perspective taking, and problem solving, creative problem solving. And this will, this will take us home for the episode. Yeah,
0: and then we'll wrap because we know you have another interview, Chaz, uh, yeah. But tell us, we got more videos
1: us. to make. This guy's, this guy's on fire. <laughs> yeah. It's a a coaching session, actually. Plug, plug, plug for those who do want a coaching session. We can talk more. I know we didn't talk a lot about like specific strategies here, but I can individualize it in the coaching sessions. So if you've made it this far and you're interested in learning more, but you know, and again, that that also aligns with the third point of just the you mentioned earlier of just how sometimes you know you feel like you're at a dead end and you don't know like you feel like there is, there is nothing else to do other than to hit or shame or like, that's all, that's the only option I have. And it's because, you know, part of the reason is that you haven't, you haven't had a lot of experiences of experiencing something different. Like that's likely something that you didn't grow up with. Right. And so, you know, but if you did grow up with it, you did see it, you would have so much more to pull from. Right. You would, those, those other doors would look, would see, would be so much more clear, right? Or so much more in your vision than um than that one door, that one dead end. Um and so just by you being empathetic and helping with problem solving, um, helping them kind of learn problem solving, that you want them to be a part of the problem solving process um as much as possible, you know, depending on where they're at in their development and what the problem is, but you want to help them with that and, and show them perspective taking and, you know, they're getting a little bit of, they're watching and experiencing a little a bit of what they skills that they can practice as they get older, you know, and that doesn't mean that you do, you know, perspective taking when they're three and they're four and they're automatically going to be doing perspective taking, you know, throughout their life. It's, it's a lifelong practice and skill, right. Of doing perspective taking and not just with, you know, your child, but like, At the grocery store you know when you know the line is a little bit long and you're getting impatient you're waiting and doing a little bit of perspective taking like oh man like they it seems like the uh cashiers are working really hard and you know they must be they must be overwhelmed by the big line too not just seeing it from our perspective and then that's an opportunity for them to be like oh to kind of look and be like oh wow it looks like they are a little overwhelmed and I wonder how they must feel to have this big line of people, right? Like just by you doing that perspective, taking, you know, out loud, um, it can prompt yeah. them to kind of think about how another person may feel in this situation with books. You know, you can do this when you're reading books with them when you're watching TV shows and, and, you know, all of it, like, it's, you know, you want to create a culture of, of empathy, of creative problem solving, of perspective taking, not just some one-off things that you do here and there. It's something that you have to kind of learn and grow and grow your capacity to do it too. Like I said, in the beginning, your capacity, the more that you grow in your capacity for these skills, the more you're going to be able to teach your children these skills. And, you know, a big part of that statement is the fact that you're modeling these skills, and they're seeing it, and they're experiencing those skills, right? And, you know, it's not about, like, if you don't have those skills down, and it's something you're still learning, you're like, oh, I'm not there yet, like, <sighs> breathe it's okay. Right. Again, you know, reiterating, it's not about being perfect every day. It's about improving a little, a little every day. And the more that you grow, the more that you'll be able to take them on their journey. And so by the time that they're your age or their parents, they have a little bit, they have more skills than what you had going into it. Right. And then now they're able to use the skills that you have been able to teach and they're able to build off of that. And now they're giving, you know, they're using those skills with their children and and so on and so on and so forth. And so it's like, you're not just raising your children, you're raising your children's children. And so it's, you know, just focus on improvement and growth and, you know, avoid shaming yourself for not being where you want to be, um, or, or not being that perfect Instagram parent that doesn't actually exist.
0: I love it. Um, And just, I think parents are going to walk away today. Just um, it's going to help so much too, to just know that they don't have to buy into that myth that like, you know, if you do it, it'll be fine. Well, it is like, we all make mistakes, right? We all have those imperfect moments where we might revert or whatever. And we're here to tell you that like, um, we just want you to really know that leaning into this is there's so many benefits and teaching kids, these life skills is like, just creates the most thriving uh, like kind of human you can ever imagine. <laughs> and I think it just helps to know that like, yes, there's always going to be that rhetoric. Like, this is the goal. This is the goal of parenting. This is the goal, like quick results, get the kid to behave, get a good job. And this is also like, we're trying to build this rhetoric of like, yes, this is actually the goal. So Chaz, thank you for your work in the world. Thank you for being with us today. Tell listeners, where can they find you? I'll make sure I put everything in the show notes um, page, but if they want to work with you, just wrap us with all that good information.
1: Yes, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I'm on all podcasting platforms and I'm on Patreon. uh, And that's how you can access coaching. You can find me as Mr. Chaz. It's M-R-C-H-A-Z-Z. And if you type in Mr. Chaz, I'm pretty sure I'm the first person to pop up. I'm the one with the little microphone. (laughs) Um, So I'll be the first person to pop up. it's the, the message has a little different on, on the platforms, but I'm sure you'll be able to find me. Um, And I think you'll can probably link it in the show notes too. So.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, we love you, Chaz. Thank you so much. I hope you have a good coaching session up next and we'll talk soon. Thank you.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me on. This was a fun conversation.
0: For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. volcano. volcano instead of respond like the firm